from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 B. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia and it is the news for week commencing November 21, 2010. Curse of 882 kHz. RSGB board election invalid. A whole new meaning behind on a piece of wet string. South African ham helps rescue stranded yacht. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing November 21. A new phone app is being developed to help people survive natural disasters. The application will provide people with access to emergency information including details about a natural disaster at their location and assist emergency services in locating people in trouble. Very similar, in fact, to the ABC Radio Emergency Information webpage. Researchers at the University of Queensland are developing this technology, with project manager Anthony Frangi saying the app will be targeted at young people. Whilst radio and television is a traditional method for getting information out to people about emergency situations, young people aged 25 and under do not listen to radio exclusively, and so are at risk of not being informed if an emergency situation develops, Mr Frangie said in a statement. The application, which will be compatible with popular smartphones, is due to be released in November next year. And those listening in VK4 in particular may be aware of the name Anthony Frangie, as he was on ABC Radio across Queensland and also at Radio 4BC. Telstra Wednesday launched Telstra Plus Premium Support. This, a new service designed to help we Australians repair, set up and install a wide range of home technologies over the phone or in person. Telstra Executive Director Consumer, that's Ms Rebecca O'Flaherty, said the launch of Telstra Plus Premium Support was timely in light of new Telstra research which reveals more than one third of Australians have given up installing a new home gadget because the process seems too hard. From wireless laptops to game consoles and internet-enabled TVs, in the past 12 months alone, approximately one-third of Aussies have spent between $1,000 and $3,000 on new gadgets for their home, with one in five investing between $3,000 and $7,000. However, while we have the latest and greatest multimedia technologies at our fingertips, it seems only a quarter of us feel like we've come to grips with their more advanced features leaving a wealth of useful and entertaining features undiscovered. Prices for the new service will vary from $60 depending on the level of technical support required and whether the job can be done remotely or does require a home visit. Digital radio technologies to be reviewed in regional Australia. The Minister for Broadband, Communications and Digital Economy, that's Senator Stephen Conroy, has called for public comment on which technologies might be suitable for the provision of digital radio services in regional Australia. The Australian Government has released a paper called Technologies for Digital Radio Services in Regional Australia. This calls for submissions on whether the technologies used in metropolitan areas are suitable for regional areas.
Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Perth, it can be heard on VK6RAP, 146.700 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Blake, VK6FBNZ. Hams across Australia, VK1. Results of Saturday's Standard and Advanced Licence Examinations Assessments. There were two candidates and results were... Murray De Plata, VK1 FMDP, and Shane Talbot, VK1 FOOT, successfully completed their upgrade to standard licence level. Congratulations to both of you. And thanks also to Alan, VK1 WX, and Glenn, VK1 NUT, for giving their time to run these exams. The next Schedule Foundation licence course and examinations assessments in VK1 will be held in March. VK2 and next Sunday the 28th will be the last dural-based trash and treasure for the year at the VK2WI site in Quarry Road. The trash and treasure event is in the morning, then the afternoon has the homebrew and experimenters group, and the lecture this week will be on photography. That of course is the week of the 28th. The first trash and treasure event at VK2WI next year will be at the end of January. Also in the morning, assessments for all levels of licence are conducted at Dural. Waverley Amateur Radio Society training weekends provide the opportunity for those new to amateur radio to obtain a foundation licence over a single weekend and for others to be assessed for higher grades. The next at Waverley is planned for the 12th and 13th of February. Interested? Just email education at vk2bv.org. In VK3, the final foundation licence training and assessment weekend held by Amateur Radio Victoria this year will be on December 5 and 6. Enrolments for this quality training session held at Ashburton will close soon. And also just announced is a standard bridging course to help foundation licensees fill their theory knowledge gap to the standard licence syllabus level. This highly successful bridging course is held over the same number of Wednesday evenings in February plus a Saturday revision session. For inquiries or enrolments in either the Foundation Licence or Bridging Course, please contact Barry Robinson, VK3PV, telephone 0428 516 001. VK4 and the TARC 2010 Christmas Party and Monster Auction happens on Sunday afternoon, December 12 from 2pm at the VK4TJS Satellite Dish City. From 2.30pm the Monster Auction will get underway. From 4.30pm the barbecue will light up. And of course last weekend in VK4 was the President's Lunch at Rockhampton. The focal point of the visit and the luncheon, a chance to exchange ideas regarding the path of amateur radio in the state and elsewhere, proved the real winner. Topics included the regionalisation of local authorities in Queensland and the varying support by local authorities to different clubs. The requirement to produce attractive displays for recruitment and information purposes. Delay period between submission and publication with AR magazine. The considerable cost of examinations and the hardships of clubs having small membership. While Michael was quick to point out the role of the WIA and particularly its requirement to efficiently utilise money sourced from membership, he did not attempt to conceal issues of concern which required attention. His pen was certainly working overtime and he was obviously preparing for further work on his return to HQ.
That, of course, was last weekend. This weekend, a little further north than Rocky, it's contest time. Well, it's contest time right across Australia. But let's check in at Halloran's Hill. As this news goes to air, Trek members are in the last stages of the spring VHF UHF Field Day event. We're operating VK4WAT from Halloran's Hill, just on the edge of Atherton in far north Queensland. Band conditions have not been as good as previous years, but we've still managed to put together a respectable score. From the top to the bottom of Australia, Northwest Tasmanian Amateur Television Group's Christmas Bash will be at the Bass and Flinders Restaurant, Alveston, Wednesday 15th of December. An open invitation is extended to everybody to attend. Please advise the club of your intention to attend as final numbers will be required for booking purposes. VK9 and the VK9NA Norfolk Island D-Expedition 2011. The trio of Michael Coleman, VK3KH, Kevin Johnson, VK4UH and Alan Devlin, VK3XPD, is returning to Norfolk Island after their inaugural VHF, UHF and microwave band D-Expedition of last summer. The dates will be 7 to 21 of January, and this time it includes the VK-VHF-UHF Summer Field Day Contest in January. Prime focus are the elusive microwave QSOs on 2.4 gigs through 10 gigs back to VK and across the pond to ZL. However, the team will again have 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 SEMs and 1296 MHz. Because of the sizeable distances involved and the finicky nature of the propagation, the WSJT digital modes will more than likely offer the best possible chance of success. You're listening to the VK1WIA National News Service from the Wireless Institute of Australia, and Chilean hams celebrate mine rescue. XR33M is active until the end of December. The call sign celebrates the rescue of the 33 trap miners in Chile. XR33M is using the HF bands, including during the CQ Worldwide DXCW contest the 27th and 28th of November and the ARRL 10 metre contest December 11 and 12. The XR33M club members responded by offering support to the rescue effort by providing communications in the desert region where the copper mine is located. That support enabled links for various authorities with emergency equipment inside the San Jose site and also with family and authorities in the city of Copiapo. Silent Key Bernard Clancy has written a great piece in the Age newspaper and a guy many who served in Vietnam will remember as Hound Dog. John Hounslow, Hound Dog, delivered daily news from home to Australian troops in Vietnam in 1968-69 and later won both Logie and Penguin Awards as a television journalist. Hound Dog has died of cancer at Cabrini Hospital. He was only 63. Honslow's early career was defined by the Army. He was conscripted in 1967, arrived in Vietnam about 12 months later, where he served in Armic Public Relations in Saigon. His most important task was to read a five-minute bulletin of news from Australia on the American Forces Vietnam Network, AFVN. This radio station, on FM at 10am every day, was probably the first time any of us had heard FM radio broadcasting. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. 
In VK7, it can be heard on HF on 80, 40, 20 and 10 metres, 6 and 2 metre repeaters around Tasmania, and also HF and UHF CB in the Hobart area from 9am on Sundays, and is followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast at 9.30am. I'm Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. Hi, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, and just ahead of today's international news, if ever, ever you have a queasy feeling about climbing your 10-metre ham tower, a video link in today's text news should fix it. Be warned, this is a 17,000-foot climb to the top. You'll find it in the link best read at www.wia.org.au. Now the international news with thanks to the SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. The SARL South African Radio League, representation to ICASA, the draft radio frequency spectrum regulation is now available on the web. The document was sent to ICASA Monday last when it became a public document. The final document includes many of the suggestions received from SARL members. It should be noted that members have submitted opposing views on various aspects of the regulations, which all had to be considered. SARL believes that it's produced a document that is balanced and serves in the best interest of amateur radio. The next step will be the operating frequency table which will specify the frequencies and power levels permitted on various bands. Details can be found in the South African Government Gazette. U.S. Attorney's Office goes to court to collect $21,000 fine issued against K1MAN. It has taken almost five years, but the United States Department of Justice has gone to court to collect a $21,000 fine issued back in March of 2006 by the FCC to Glenn Baxter, K1MAN. This has two U.S. attorneys file a complaint to the U.S. District Court in Maine against Baxter for not responding appropriately to an order that he pay the fine that was issued for his alleged violating of several sections of the Part 97 rules. Baxter has also been cited for willful violation of sections which deal with exercising proper control of his amateur radio station and a prohibition against broadcasting in the handbands. W8ROG named Knight of the Legion of Honour. Ken Cott, W8ROG, has recently been named Knight of the Legion of Honour for his actions during World War II. The award notification issued by Consul General of France Graham Paul reads in part, This outstanding distinction is the highest honour that France can bestow upon those that have achieved remarkable deeds for France. It is also a sign of true gratitude for your invaluable contribution to the liberation of France during these difficult times in the history of our nation. In addition to radio man and reconnaissance duty with the 3rd Armoured Division in Europe during World War II, Cott also taught Morse code in the Army. Ken Cott, W8ROG, who at the age of 90 is still an ardent CW operator, is also the father of former World Radio editor Nancy Cott, WZ8C. Curse of 882kHz Vandalism to transmitter forces radio station off-air. Vandals who attacked a radio transmitter caused BBC Radio Wales on medium wave 882 off-air for a time. The transmitter in North Somerset broadcasts across much of Wales was off-air for around three hours on Tuesday afternoon. The damage also hit services from other broadcasters who share the site. Several years ago, here in VK, Radio 4BH in Brisbane was also vandalised. Their tower toppled. Their frequency, 882 kilohertz. Now, RSGB News, courtesy G4NJH. 
Governance of the RSGB is regulated by the Memorandum and Articles of Association of the Society, or M&A, a copy of which may be found on the members-only section of the website. An irregularity has been identified in the nomination of the two candidates standing for election at nationally elected members uh, of the board. Unfortunately, it wasn't noticed until after Radcom had gone to press that both candidates shared two nominators. This is not in accordance with the M&A and therefore the uh, candidates were not properly nominated. The board has considered its options under the M&A and has determined that the only course of action open to it is to declare the election for nationally elected members of the board invalid. Given other requirements, the board will now co-opt both candidates as board members for a 12-month period until the next election late in 2011, when the candidates can stand for election again. The Society very much regrets this error, but believes that the best interests of the membership are served by acting as set out above. The regional election for Region 4 is unaffected and closes at midday on the 2nd of December. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, here in Nottingham, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Get your personalised WIA email address today. The WIA, through its email server, allows you to establish your call sign at wia.org.au with all emails sent to this address automatically forwarded to either your home or work email account. This provides you with one consistent email address, and should you ever change ISP, then having a WIA address means that your friends and colleagues will still be able to email you without the need for individually providing them with your new address. All you need to do is simply advise us of your new address through a form on our website and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. A further benefit of having a WIA address is in receiving informative amateur radio news as it breaks sent directly to your inbox. Obtaining your WIA email address is really quite easy. Simply visit our website www.wia.org.au, click on Member Services, then select Email Address and fill out the application form. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On Air Contest Column Dateline 2010. November 20 and 21, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day is in full swing. December 10, AWRL 2010 10-meter contest 0000 hours UTC through Sunday evening, December 12 at 23.59 hours UTC. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX, and advice. Christmas in Bethlehem, amateur radio special event. Members of the Barrow Amateur Radio Club will activate special event station... WR4BC from Bethlehem, Georgia between December the 4th and the 5th. A limited edition collectible QSL will be issued complete with the Bethlehem Christmas postmark. Antarctic. Carol ON5TN will be staying at the Belgian Antarctic base Princess Elizabeth until February 2011. He plans to operate as OR4TN in his spare time starting in December. QSL via ON5TN. South Korea. For those who like working unusual call signs, the special event call D7G20 is on the air until the 28th of November. This is in connection with the Seoul G20 Summit. Tristan de Kuna. This quite rare DXCC entity is available till early December as ZD9AH. 
Operation is mainly SSB with some Riti expected later. Uganda 5X1XA from now until the 1st of December. A single band entry in the CQ WWDXCW contest 27th and 28th of November will probably be on 20 metres. QSL information is via G3SWH. Kermatic ZL8X from the Kermatic Islands till the 5th of December. This is fraternity, so listen for the pile-ups. Gambia A team of amateur radio operators from the Czech and Slovak OM0C contest crew are on another de-expedition to the Gambia to take place now until November 30th. Activity on 160 to 10 metres using CW and SSB. Six full-time stations simultaneously in order to take advantage of all band openings. QSL manager is Brani, OM2FY, QSL by the Bureau. Finally, as I go, a reminder of amateur exclusive frequencies where any non-amateur signal is definitely an intruder and should be reported to IARUMS. 7.050 to 7100, 14.000 to 14.250, 14.250 to 14.350, no broadcasters, 21.000 to 21.450, 24.890 to 24.990, 28.000 to 29.700. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Illawarra and south coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on Sunday mornings at 10am via the coast-linked VHF repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society on 146850, 146975 and 146675. Refer our website www.iars.org.au for information about the club and our meetings. I'm Tony Stone, VK2TS, of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier. The AMSAT, VK Unofficial HF Net. A reminder that it's on the second Sunday of each month, November through March, at 0900 hours UTC on 7.068 MHz. Astronauts take part in ground-based Iris training exercise. Turning to ham radio space-related news, word that astronauts Joa Carver, KE5DAR, and Aki Hoshide, KE5DNI, participated in a simulated RS school contact with students from Ralph McCall School in Alberta, Canada. The simulated contacts are training sessions for the astronaut hams using RS-equivalent equipment to make terrestrial-based amateur radio contacts. Akaba, who is slated to fly with Expedition 31, also has an RS refresher course for his upcoming mission in 2012. Out of this world, a paper plane in space. A group of British space buffs are celebrating the successful launch of a paper plane into space. Amateur space enthusiasts John Oates, Lester Haynes and radio amateur Steve Daniels G6UIM, who designed the radio tracking system, made the plane out of paper straws covered with paper. They attached the aircraft, which had a three-foot wingspan and a camera, to a helium balloon and released it into the air, soaring to an astonishing 23 miles above the ground, taking dozens of photographs before gliding back to Earth. After months of planning, they put Operation Paris, that's paper aircraft released into space Paris, into action, 
travelling to Spain to send the plane on its journey, well, as you do. The balloon climbed to 90,000 feet, where the helium expanded to the point where it caused the balloon to burst and the plane was released, gliding down to Earth 100 miles from where it set off. It's a world first, but we are led to believe that a group here in VK are going to challenge. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Naval. The antenna made out of seawater. It's a signal burst with a tingle of salt. You'd think that with all those leaps that we've made in wireless communications that we wouldn't need another new antenna. Well, Daniel Tam disagrees. This engineer at Spawn System Centre has to solve the daunting task of jamming as many antennas as possible onto a Navy ship. And his brilliant solution? Use one of the materials that there's plenty of near the boat, seawater. The prototype antenna consists of a water pump, a nozzle and a large magnetic coil with a coax jack for input and output. Reception is achieved by blasting a stream of seawater through the magnet. It's rated for up to 2 to 400 megahertz, meaning that it can send and receive signals in the UHF, VHF and HF ranges. Although the device was primarily designed for seaborne craft, Dan hopes to see it in use in other applications, such as for emergency radio broadcasts. He even envisions the antenna can be used on land. Where do you find the seawater? Well, only Tam knows. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. South African ham helps rescue stranded yacht. A real-time rescue at sea with the aid of South African sailor and ham radio operator. Hamnet's Francois Botha, ZS5BW, is here with the details. Roy Cook, ZS5CB, was instrumental in the rescue of two yachtsmen aboard a yacht called Hobo that ran into difficulties off the coast of Mozambique. Roy had intercepted a call for assistance via a ham radio marine VHF monitoring frequency and contacted NSRI Richards Bay on Saturday afternoon, the 30th of October. He reported that the yacht Philigic had, by chance, come across the yacht with two Frenchmen on board and in a desperate state of disrepair, some 200 nautical miles offshore from the Mozambique coast. The yacht Hobo unfortunately had been caught up in severe tropical weather out at sea and had not only capsized and corrected itself, but the two yachtsmen had lost most of their food, drinking water, and that the boat had been severely damaged. Their radio equipment and antenna system was non-functional, with the result they could not radio for help. Richards Bay NSRI, under the control of Dorian Robertson, indicated that the yacht was too far out for a rescue operation, but the team were placed on alert to monitor the situation. Roy, in the meantime, had been able to maintain contact with the other yacht and kept the Richards Bay NSRI up to date with information on the progress of the two yachts. Once the yachts were in South African waters by Monday afternoon around 1600 hours, the Richards Bay NSRI launched the rescue craft and rendezvoused with the hobo 12 nautical miles offshore in a 25 knot northeasterly wind and a 1 to 2 meter swell. A tow line was attached to the yacht and safely brought to the safety of Richards Bay Harbour. Both the yachtsmen were unhurt but will spend quite a while repairing the yacht before they continue on their journey. Reporting on Hamlet, this is Francois Boerta, ZD6BUU. The final destination of the damaged yacht is at this stage unknown, but it may be a long time before it's back at sea. And finally this week, we have the lowdown column. 
A great VLF pioneer has passed, William R. Butler, W6BFA. Born in 1919, Bill was a pioneer of VLF communications for use with the submarine fleet and a veteran of World War II, United States Navy, and an avid designer and builder of antenna arrays. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Aubrey-Wodonga area, it can be heard on both Echolink nodes 1262 on 147.525 and node 2643.95 on 146.450 at 7pm every Sunday evening. With callbacks following, please drop in. I'm John VK, a 3HJQ at Talangata. Now to the social scene as we get ready to pack it up from WIA National News. On the social scene, December 4, VK7, Central Highlands Hamfest at Miena. Next year, January 20, VK2, Mid-North Coast Radio Expo 2011 at St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour at 8.30am. February 13, VK3, Centre Victoria Radio Fest, number four. This at Kyneton Racecourse. February 27 in VK2, Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Wyong. The start time while the gates open at 6.30am. April 18, Amateur Radio. That's Amateur Radio World Day. The first technology-based social network is the theme for World Amateur Radio Day to be held April 18. And May 27-29, the WIA AGM Weekend in the top end at Darwin. 2012 is the 15th IARU Region 3 Conference, hosted by VARC in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. January 23 to February 17 in 2012, World Radio Conference WRC 11 in Geneva. It's quite a long one, January 23 through to February 17. And in 2012, in VK5, May 4 to 7, YL International 2012, Australia. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Double B. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported, you decide.